You're listening to The Inside Scoop with Novell. Welcome to The Inside Scoop with Novell. I'm Dr. Rita Simmons, retired Navy captain, medical researcher, and Novell founder and senior consultant. This is the second episode in our new series titled Redefining Leadership in Our New Normal. In our first episode, we discussed some of the employee-related issues that leaders are experiencing while trying to navigate the new work landscape. We looked at some of the important individual differences in workers that leaders should think about when they're trying to assist employees with this new remote work situation and all the roadblocks that are coming up, uh, such as motivation and productivity. In today's episode, titled Leading Through Crisis, We're going to talk about leadership traits and skills, which may be the most valuable during crises, especially when needing to drive change within an organization. And we're also going to discuss some key leader qualities that employees value when undergoing challenging times within an organization and how leaders can adapt and arise to the occasion. So I don't know if you keep track of the Chinese zodiac and what animal corresponds to 2020, but maybe it's very appropriate that 2020 is the year of the rat. Uh, After much reading and I've talked with countless colleagues and friends, I think I've decided to dub 2020 the year of crisis. Countless people, they've said to me, they just can't wait till 2020 is over. Maybe next year is going to be better or I can't wait till we get back to normal. I I know that people are feeling the strain and often both uh, professionally and personally, They just feel like they're fighting to keep their head above water. And this is all extremely understandable with the situation that we've been going through this year. But if you listen to our first episode uh, of our series, we spoke about the importance of realizing that the pandemic and all the changes that we have undergone, well, they're not going away. And we're actually in a new normal already. Uh, And we emphasize that individuals and company leaders have a shared responsibility to reframe their thinking and their focus. So we believe that if you stay in a tomorrow mindset or the when we get back to normal things will be fine mindset, it may be debilitating for employees and the company as a whole. And so our bottom line from that discussion was that leaders have a very large part to play and helping their employees navigate to the new normal. So what I'd like to focus on in today's discussion is the why and the how that leaders can play this role and how they need to help guide their employees and the organization through crises, and we'll certainly touch on the current uh, multiple crises that we happen to be going through this year. So first, I would like for you to do something with me uh, before we begin. I would like for you to think of a great leader. Now, maybe that's going to be someone who's led a country uh, or a business through challenging times. If you'll kind of jot that down, uh, that would be great because we're going to refer back to it. Uh, it. It could even be a leader like Roosevelt or Churchill. It could be a military figure from history like General Eisenhower or MacArthur or a CEO that saved a business from bankruptcy, like uh, Mary Barra with uh, GM, uh, Steve Jobs in his second stint with Apple, or Howard Schultz, again, did two stints with Starbucks. Um, I think he saved them maybe twice. So 
what I would like for you to do during this episode is to mentally, uh, or if you can, maybe it's literally, take note of the leadership uh, example that you're thinking of right now and start to, to paint that picture in your mind of the traits and skills that you believe made them so successful. So let's start with a discussion of those leader traits and skills. Why do the traits of leader matter during crisis? Isn't an organization, especially one that's well-established, maybe large, uh, impervious to the influence of one person, for example, the CEO? Don't employees, aren't they just trained and they come in and they continue to do their jobs as they always have? Well, the short answer is no. Companies are not impervious and they're very much subject to the influence of, of the CEO, I mean, certainly along with the senior managers, but it's the CEO who sets the stage uh, and influences the company to the greatest extent. So when an organization or a company is going through a crisis or a period of significant change, it leads to increased levels of uncertainty and typically what results is negative morale amongst the employees when they don't have the correct leadership in place. And if that's left uncorrected over time, the result will be decreased productivity, probably um, a decrease in retention of your best employees, and a negative impact on the company business and, of course, the finances. Bottom line, a company is its people, and when those people are not taken care of, neither is the company. So leadership in times of crisis will literally determine the outcome of the company or an organization. So think about the leader example that you wrote down. What was one key or attribute they displayed that changed the course of the company, the country, the outcome of a war, depending on the example you're thinking of? Well, the example I chose was Franklin Roosevelt. Being a little bit of a history buff myself, uh, I, I think he displayed uh, lots of great leader traits and attributes, so I'm going to talk a little bit about him today. Historians agree, uh, for the most part, that FDR was the man for the time. Whether you consider his leadership through the Great Depression or World War II, it's very unlikely that another leader of that time would have made the same decisions and the outcome certainly would have been very different and most likely disastrous for the U.S. and certainly the world. So what leader traits did Roosevelt use to guide the nation through these crises? First, he had a unique ability to inspire and encourage. As one historian put it, FDR's capacity to inspire and encourage his staff and those around him made it possible for them to carry on when the challenges of the Depression weighed heavily on them. He didn't immediately solve their problems, but bolstered the team in a way that they could continue to forge ahead. That's inspiring in and of itself. It, it's almost impossible for us to fully grasp what the greatest generation went through during this period. And at times, I'm sure uh, all they had was hope to get them through. So this brings us uh, back to the topic of our first episode in this series, and that topic was motivation. Leaders must inspire their team to look beyond the immediate crisis and lead with vision for the now and the future. FDR brought both of those things in a way that everyone could understand. So the leader you've been thinking about, did they inspire? 
Did they bring a vision for opportunity or a new frontier in the field? More than likely, yes. And this was a big driver of success for their organization. So second, Roosevelt was a communicator. It was said of FDR that he had the ideal voice for radio. What he did was he used the best technology of the day to deliver timely and critical messages, and everybody across the nation listened. His innovative uh, fireside chats, they resonated with average Americans. And one historian had noted that you could stroll down a street in Chicago during one of his weekly broadcasts and not miss a word as FDR's words literally poured out of every window. To lead the nation out of crisis, Roosevelt didn't withdraw on himself or his inner circle. He communicated with the American people and he did it regularly and with clarity. So think about your leadership example. Did they communicate with clarity, consistency, and with a message that resonated? Well, if they were successful, more than likely the answer is yes. Lastly, while the majority of leaders, and especially when you look at politicians, uh, they'll begin with personal ambition uh, as a driver for what they do. But great leaders transform that ambition for self into ambition for a greater good for all. Now, it may be through natural instinct. It may be through uh, life lessons learned. But great leaders care about people and they transform their vision to match that concern. So Roosevelt didn't begin his life with the greater good outlook, but he was stricken with polio as a young man, and this had a a very direct and lasting impact on his outlook on life and service. It shaped many of the Great Depression reconstruction programs like the WPA to put people back to work, and social programs uh, like Social Security to assist older and more vulnerable persons who found themselves poverty-stricken. These programs were born out of direct concern for people, their survival, and their dignity. Employees and people in general, they need to understand that a leader has everyone's best interests at heart and that they're leading with integrity. So in today's crisis, we are seeing some CEOs uh, put this philosophy to work Uh, Some of them, they're paying employees when they can't come to work. They've extended and sometimes even increased medical benefits to all of their employees. And they've made other types of care and um, financial assistance available to their employees to help them get through this crisis. So what about the leader you're thinking of? Did they lead with integrity and with a sense for the greater good? Again, if they were highly successful, probably so. One personal uh, leadership note that probably uh, falls under the topic of leading with vision, I've always felt important to quickly recognize a situation that may be unfolding and get ahead of the coming change quickly. Um, I've always believed in controlling one's own destiny or the destiny of your organization as much as possible. This goes to the attributes, I believe, of timing, preparation, and insight. These are critical leadership traits if you want to be successful. If you allow outside influences to drive your organization, 
or wait until you see how things are going to unfold. You're going to be behind before you get started and you will probably never catch up. Uh, one journalist observed about Abraham Lincoln's secret to leadership and he said it was his acute sense of timing. He always moved in conjunction with propitious circumstances, not waiting to be dragged by the force of events or wasting strength with premature struggles with them. So this leads us to the famous saying, right? Timing is everything. It's critical in the eyes of employees as well. Employees reward proactive leaders. They reward them with loyalty, hard work, and productivity. So how does your leadership example score in the area of proactivity? I would guess they score pretty high. So let's talk a little bit about the key qualities of leaders when they're under fire, this time as seen through the eyes of employees. Well, uh, the first thing that employees would like to see would be a leader who imparts confidence. They need this. They need a leader who can instill confidence within them. Fear and confusion begets fear and confusion. This is the last thing you need inside an organization that is undergoing stress and crisis. Your team is looking to you for calm, for decisive action, and to impart, um, to impart confidence in them, in the company, that you're going to come through this together and certainly, hopefully, better than you were before. Your employees are also looking for you to be consistent. They need interactions from you that are consistent and even keeled. Now, have you worked, think, think about yourself, have you worked for a leader that is calm and cool in one day, then walks in the next day angry and changing their mind on how they want things done, what they want done, when they want it done? How can a leader expect team members to stay focused and believe in the plan when the person they're supposed to follow is not consistent from one day to the next? Chaos and uncertainty drives inertia. Employees will wait and see what the final plan is before they start working. Again, this is not good for them. It is not good for the company and the outcome will probably be disastrous. The other thing the employees need is someone who's going to deliver a vision. Now, most companies, they've got a vision statement. And what I found as a business consultant is that not all companies live up to this vision statement in good times. So what happens when a crisis hits? The altruistic vision statement is tested and quite often it falls apart. I read an article recently that stated the pandemic will separate the great companies from the pretenders. And after watching some of the outcomes from this pandemic, I really believe this to be true. Vision needs to be twofold. Leaders must convey a vision for how the company is going to adapt during the crisis, how they're going to change, what will be their new normal, and then secondarily, how they will stand by the company vision. How do they put that into action? Will they take care of their employees, deliver on quality, be fair and equitable partners, still provide an outstanding customer experience? Your employees are counting on you to deliver this vision 
to support and lead it through the process, and then stand by your company's vision statement. The other thing uh, that's needed is using the crisis as an opportunity for positive change. And your employees are going to look to you for this and to emphasize this as you're going through these changes. They need leaders who are going to be innovators and flexible in adjusting the company model to adapt to and then fit what the crisis demands. So let's look at restauranteurs during this crisis. Those who change their business model to things like delivery, whether they use their own assets to deliver or they teamed with a food delivery service, instituting curbside pickup, carry out from the counter, or socially distanced uh, outdoor eating, or sometimes uh, I've seen some that even started selling their uh, meals in stores or in other open venues. They have not only survived, but some say this is their new operating model. The restaurants that didn't think outside the box, unfortunately, they ended up closing. We've had a lot here in our area that ended up going that route. Don't let outside influences stymie your company. Use an issue, a roadblock, a market change to innovate and be the leader in an entirely new concept. So lastly, employees want you to operate with integrity and trustworthiness. I can't emphasize enough how important doing what you say is to employees. A leader's words must match their actions. If your team members can't trust you, then you will lose their respect. They will not follow where you want to lead. And that will be a problem in trying to create a new model or move the business forward during a crisis. It will not work. None of us are perfect, but always do your very best to operate with integrity and trustworthiness. Your word should be your bond, and your employees will reward you for that. So the last piece of this segment, you know, uh, we'll move on to looking at your style. So we've talked a lot about important attributes, traits, and skills of uh, leaders, and you've looked at the leadership um, example that you have. So what if these traits and skills are not innate to you as a leader? What can you do to adapt your style to rise to the occasion? Well, first, I think it's important to study great leaders. Leaders can be a great source of inspiration and guidance during crises. And there there are so many great books out there, it's hard to know where to start. I would definitely pick a couple from differing types of leadership situations. Maybe it's leadership styles. Uh, those, le- those situations could go across military, government, business. But pick what resonates with you in those areas and then keep notes on how some of these great leaders handled adversity and how they use their traits and skills to overcome. Now, there are too many great examples to give an exhaustive list, but I'm going to give you a few uh, to get started. I believe Doris Kearns Goodwin book, Leadership in Turbulent Times, gives some great examples. And again, they're, they're broad, mostly across presidential leaders. John Maxwell, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Edward Perrier Jr., 19 Stars, 
A Study in Military Character and Leadership, Stebman Stowell and Stephanie Mead, The Art of Strategic Leadership, and Nancy Cohn, Forged in Crisis. We'll put this list in the notes section on the podcast and on our webpage. But these are some great books to get you started. You can study these leaders, how they made decisions, what those outcomes looked like, and begin to craft your style, maybe in the form of some of these leaders. Second, use and adapt their leadership traits to your situation. So think of the issues you face and develop a communication strategy and a vision to impart confidence in your employees. So all those traits that we talked about from above when I was talking about FDR and you were looking at your example, take those aspects, see how these leaders managed and walked through their crisis using these and then develop strategies for yourself, communication, vision, find ways to create opportunity out of crisis, lead your team and company through the fire into a new better place and always ask yourself if you're operating with integrity and trustworthiness. Last, build a management team that will advise you honestly and with a variety of ideas. Lincoln and Roosevelt put people around them with opposing thoughts and ideas to make their administration stronger and to make them personally wiser. Bringing different voices around the table as you build your plan, your vision, and your direction for the future is critically important. Diversity will build a better product and keep you as a leader grounded. Well, I hope you found this interesting and uh, informative as you're looking at your leadership style, looking at your company and your organization, and if you're still looking for ways to navigate the current troubled waters. If you found this material helpful, please subscribe to future episodes and check out our website and social media for more information at Novell Online. Join us for our next episode titled Leadership versus Management where we're going to tackle the age-old question, are you a leader or a manager, and how both might be important during times of crisis. I hope you'll join us next time. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy.